You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. It's Jeff Kay, public address announcer for your Dallas Stars, and you're listening to Starcastic Remarks, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Go Stars! Hey guys, welcome to Starcastic Remarks. My name is Ryan Chambers and alongside my brother James, we are the official Dallas Stars podcast of THPN. Go and use that promo code THPN next time you go and use DraftKings Sportsbook. Maybe the next time you bet using DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet that the Stars are going to score three shorthanded goals instead of just two. James, how are we feeling about this 4 nothing win over the Minnesota Wild tonight? You know, that's a that's a nice one as a fan to come back and watch after the last three. Didn't have to worry about it the whole time. Stars just just a great defensive play after the first. It it really was mostly shut down for them. But I mean again, we hold the other team to around 20 shots, but this time we had someone who could stop something. And we're gonna get into all of the storylines here tonight, but just right off the bat, this makes up for all three of those games that we lost. The The tide was going to turn at some point, and those three games we d- absolutely deserve to win. The Stars don't come out and play their best game here tonight, b- beginning in the first period, but 
man, it, it, you got to talk about the number one reason why the Stars win this game tonight. And other than the penalty kill, which we'll talk about that, but it's Matt Murray. He played absolutely excellent in that first period. And then after the first period, the Stars kind of got their act together on the offensive side and the defensive side of the puck. Because at the beginning of the game, James, I I really didn't think that they were playing all that well. No, the beginning of the game was really bad for the Stars. And Duchesne, first of all, and then Matt Murray held us in for the rest of the first. I mean, that's exactly what I put on next. That's exactly what I put on Duchesne open net, stick save. Really, looking back at it now, it feels like that saved the entire game for the Stars. I mean... Matt Murray, after that, looked completely unbeatable in the first, and then he didn't have to do too much in the rest of the game because we were keeping him to the outside. Now, the thing that Matt Murray was doing really well about was he was a lot. He's making sure he could see the puck, right? So he was doing a really good job in making sure that he could see the puck. He's not the biggest guy in the world, but he was able to to stick with it for most of the game here tonight. Now. The, the one thing that I think he needs to to kind of keep going on and fixing is his rebound control. But I thought I was thinking that in the first and second period, and then it got really good in the third period, and the rebound control was getting better. Well, so see, he only had to face two shots in the third period. So Right, exactly. That's There's a little bit of truth there, too. But uh, seriously, that that's this is exactly something that the Stars – the fan base really needed right now. We needed something like this to lift our spirits, especially after the fact that, you know, Wedgwood has been playing so well in the last three games. He hasn't, and we don't blame him just because of the fact he's playing ridiculous amounts of time. And I mean, the fact that we should have won the last three games at, at some, at with some point, and then to come out in this game tonight, without our number one defenseman, without our number one goalie. And Matt Murray is now tied for the season lead on the Dallas Stars and shutouts. <laughs> That's so cool to say. It's absolutely cool to say. What a great story here tonight. And I, I can't help but look at the cheesy grin that Ardell is saying that I have right now. Yes. Look at Ryan cheesing with that grin. That's exactly how I feel too. You, if, if you don't feel this way about this game, I... You you need to get your feelings checked. You need to get your head checked. So well, much fun tonight. The thing that just frustrates me a little bit about this game is like this is what the Predators game and the Montreal game felt like at times. Just they found the other team found a way to score four. I mean, and the and it flipped tonight, and we found a way to score four on some great individual plays and some absolutely atrocious. Uh, power play time from the Minnesota Wild, like absolutely. Okay, so. What 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 do you what do you have to say to describe how bad that power play unit is? Okay, yeah. So, so you you hit a bunch of bunch of nails there here for a second. But the the other big thing I kind of want to talk about is officiating. Okay. Throw your arms up. That's where I'm. I at. I mean, throw, like throw my arms up. I don't care. They want anyway. But, yeah, and. <laughs> That's exactly why I kind of uh, I kind of cropped down that picture of on my phone when Dad sent us that message. <laughs> was just like, I mean, you might as well go ahead and play the book and just take a penalty, and we'll get a, a third shorthanded goal here tonight. It, yeah. it, I mean, and, and I, I shouldn't be complaining with the, with the outcome here tonight, but I'm still extremely frustrated in the fact that the stars are not able to draw calls and. 
to to Minnesota Wilds fan base's credit, and I kind of agree with him. Both of the calls that were made on Minnesota were absolutely, <laughs> but they didn't call any of the real ones either. Exactly. So I mean, what do you That's want? I, and, and they and they still yeah. end up getting six of them. And I don't think the I, I thought after the first two penalties of the game. I mean the the out of puck over the glass always a penalty. Can't do that. And then the very scary high stick from Smith that was terrifying. Uh, good thing people wear visors now. But the other ones were not good. I mean, there was a Sagan stick lifted the dude. The dude fell over. They called tripping. Then they call Wyatt for interference on nothing. I mean, he's standing there and the dude ran into him and it's interference against us for some reason. And then you have another one that's a trip where it's Suter reaching for the puck and the dude's trying to turn out the other direction into Suter. And then the last one is just a a nothing slash on Johnson again. I mean, Johnson gets victimized twice on doing nothing tonight. He's been dealt a hard hand this season, hasn't he? Has, he has uh, now taken six minor penalties, and four of them are not penalties. <laughs> like, I, I don't know how else to explain it. They, they aren't just, like, not good calls that are kind of weak. They are, like, not penalties penalties phantom calls on him i i don't know what's up but you know it luckily tonight it, it only turned out to be good for us uh, good point by harrison over here uh eventually they will start getting more opportunities consistently same thing happened last season and, and it was better the second half of the season yes that's true but it doesn't mean that we can't be frustrated in the moment right now you're absolutely right harrison it that's the way that it did go I, and go ahead. You know, every time we play the Minnesota Wild, I don't care. The refs can just call penalties the whole game. <laughs> I'm down for it because we'll score two shorthanded against them somehow and we'll win the game and by at least four goals. Right. Okay. So lots of things happened in tonight's game that uh, I, I felt very validated in a lot of my positions that I held last night when we talked. Uh, I said, you know, Wedgwood's played so much. He's lost you three games. He's not doing you any favors. Why not throw Matt Murray in and see what he can do? Pete DeBoer, probably from his own from his own reasoning, comes up with that. But he listens to my reasoning as well, throws Matt Murray in. And then the other thing that I wanted to talk about tonight is, and it's slightly frustrating because we've seen it, but the Stars played a completely different style of hockey tonight that that we have not seen them play this season. And uh, we've seen them play it. It's just they only play it on the road. Not like I this. Mean, they they yes, like this, honestly. No, not not like this is early, the best early season, Ryan. Defense. You were forgetting early season play. I mean, most of the that's where we played most of our games on the road was at the beginning of the season. I think like 13 of the first like 20 or something was on the road. And that's when we looked best defensively. And we, we came home, and I, I don't know why it's such a problem for us because you would think at home you get the matchups that you want, so your defense should be better, but it isn't for whatever reason. And we go on the road, and our defense is amazing. I mean, that wasn't just, like, fluke that we that the other team happened to not score a goal. They had, like, four or five chances in the slot the whole game. And... Even in the Nashville game, they Nashville had more chances than that in the slot. Just 
they didn't have that many shots total. I mean, I, I, it's, it's really weird how much this team changes when they go on the road. But I, I mean, we've, I see your point, And to a certain extent, I, I think you're right, but I'm kind of leaning towards the fact that they played extra defensively tonight to try and protect their, their younger goalie and their, their third string goalie tonight. And they absolutely did that. And that was definitely a huge part. And I mean, he, he stepped up in the first period and so did Matt Duchesne (laughs) Uh, on the defensive side of the puck in the first period. And then they just locked it down. I mean, like, do you, can you think of any like major, like odd man rushes in this game? No. I can't. I that, can't. That's what was that. That's what was a little frustrating against the Nashville game because, like, like no odd man rushes. But Nashville did get interior more better, and Minnesota just like I, this is the other thing. Minnesota should have scored a goal in this game. You should never get six power plays and not score a goal. That should never happen to any team ever. I mean, the Sharks could do better than that. And then they even broke uh, the Sergei Zubov rule. If you've got more than 45 seconds of five on three, you should score. They didn't. And uh, that was a really interesting stat as well that uh, Razor threw out there is that the Stars have not allowed a five on three uh, penalty kill goal at all this season. And it's been, they've played, I think they were third on that list in the amount of time they've been five on three. So, and that is astounding. And we're almost at the, the halfway mark. This is game 39. Halfway through the season is game 41. We're only two away from that mark. And the Stars have been excellent on the penalty kill. Yeah, it, it's it, it's really quite remarkable what they've been able to do on the five on threes because normally you you look at those and you're like, oh, your goaltender's stealing that every time that you get out of one of those. And t- tonight, five on three, I mean, we were blocking shots we were breaking up passes even too it's just it's that i i really think it's that pairing of lindell and hawkenpaw just knowing that they can't let anything through the middle and they don't they almost never let anything go through there must be a finished thing i guess i don't know so a couple of comments over here in the comment section casey our sister this is old stars defensive low shots hockey i agree uh not as bad because we actually scored four goals if it was bonus hockey we'd only scored two um we we didn't even need one we didn't even need two tonight um and then ardell making a really good point about this defensive hockey it won't work against vegas and it absolutely won't or others but it will work against the mild and you know what i frankly could care less about the fact that that's the only way that we seem like we could win if this is the only way we can win right now you adapt to your situation you don't have your number one guy on on your decor and you don't have your number one guy in net and that's your the weakest part of your team is the defensive core and you go out and you pitch a shutout for your number three goalie that is excellent absolutely excellent the way that the stars played tonight so uh, there, there's there's more we could talk about with that but i want to get into uh the other big reason why the stars win the game here tonight other than just matt murray and the style they play but we were kind of getting into it a little bit, but the penalty kill. Uh, 
they go it goes six for six on the night. It continues to show why it's one of the best in the NHL. I I wouldn't be surprised if tonight we jump up a couple of spots uh, when it comes to power play per, or excuse me penalty kill percentage in the NHL. I this this team is just excellent on that, and uh, that's a lot of credit to uh, Elaine Nazardine, uh, who runs the Stars defense. Just ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. Like you said. You should not get six power plays and not score a goal. Like that, that cannot happen. You cannot let that happen. Yeah. And and going going back the other way, they only give up two uh, power play opportunities. We only get two chances on the power play tonight, and we score on one of them. I mean, Ellers and why I think we didn't score on the other one since we didn't get the full two minutes. <laughs> like I, I don't know. I I don't know. Uh, the, the Wild just, they, they can't play, man. I mean, they have no presence on special teams, and it feels like that's where most of the game is being played this season. I mean, you, you look at uh, drawn and taking penalties on average across games, it's like every team's at three. So on average, you're getting around six penalties a game. And when your team is that bad on special teams every night, I mean, it, that, that's the other thing. This isn't an isolated incident for the Minnesota Wild. We did this to them November 12th. <laughs> Almost two months ago, we did this exact same thing. And, and this time, just the calls are flipped the other way. They get four more than we do. And the same thing happens. I mean, there's, there's no hope on that team right now. The Stars get... Two shorthanded goals. Uh, this is the other part of penalty kill we need to talk about. They get two shorthanded goals here tonight. And the Minnesota Wild have allowed now six shorthanded goals in the season so far, about halfway through. And half four of, of them, them are from the Stars. Yeah. more. I was about to say half or more than half has been scored by Dallas. But I don't know what it is. I don't know if the Stars just have the Minnesota Wild's number when it comes to the penalty kill. If it's just a mental thing with the wild on their power play, I, I honestly don't know because when you look at the first the, the first game against the wild, Kaprizov was still there. Like he was still there. And he's in in this game, he's not, and they're obviously they're fighting a lot of injuries as well. So but still, I, I don't know what to analyze out of this power play for the Minnesota wild, other than the fact that it's absolutely atrocious, absolutely atrocious. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't even competitive. They, their shots were from the outside. They didn't get interior on most of their chances. And when they tried, I mean, it was easily projected and broken up. They had like one good chance that they set up, but they couldn't get a shot on that off of it. And that was basically all they had all night. And they, spent eight minutes on the power play. Hey guys, it's Ryan here. We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet five bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Here's a couple of money lines for you for the games on January 9th. The Kings are taking on the Lightning. The Kings with a minus 115. The Lightning with a 105. 
The Sharks taking on the Maple Leafs with a plus 350 for the Sharks and a minus 455 for the Maple Leafs. And then you also have the Seattle Kraken taking on the Buffalo Sabres. The Kraken with a minus 108 and the Sabres with a minus 112. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with the code THPN. New customers bet just 5 bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. All right. Moving on from that a little bit. Uh, we got to talk about a couple of individual players because there's a, a lot of comments going on about some individual players. I want to talk about, uh, first off, Tyler Sagan. And this is something that I... He's a monster. He's a monster. The guy is just ridiculous. And is he's kind of making himself worth that 9.875 that cap hit that he has right now. Um, Harrison, again, with another great comment. Uh, keep him coming, Harrison. Um, after tonight, Tyler Sagan is quietly on pace for 30 goals and 65 points. He's doing all of that at even strength. That is absolutely huge for a Dallas team that really relied a lot on their power play last season. They're not having to rely on it as much this season because we got a guy named Matt Duchesne who's doing a lot of that same sort of stuff. But again, you got to give credit to Matt Duchesne because he's bolstered that line to an elite status, I feel like, in the NHL right now. But Tyler yeah. Sagan still has to gird up his loins and be able to score those goals and get those points. And he's been notice noticeably making those uh those stick handling plays that we saw when he was in his mid 20s and he ain't in his mid 20s anymore he, he, he's you can't say enough about tyler sagan right now and how he's playing for the stars yeah and tonight it, he did it mostly by himself i mean the shorthanded goal that hence scott is all because of sagan i mean he just he just outworks favor and and muscles him off the puck muscles him away from the puck gets himself space and it's a free like dunk for hence i mean hence is just he, he's just bullet down the ice straight to the net as soon as he sees sagan beat favor on that and he gets it and sinks it i mean that that was all sagan on that one just it, it's it really is the work ethic i mean he, last year you see he still has some of the stick handling stuff but it's not really going in the net. It's not really working. Nothing's clicking. And this year, it doesn't matter if it's clicking or not. He's making it work with whoever is there. So really, what is the difference in his play tonight? Is he just taking a seat back and allowing Matt Duchesne to do his thing? Or do you think it's just he's been able to find a role on this team because of the, I mean, let's be honest, his hips probably don't allow him to do the same things that he used to do. I mean, coming back from it from hip surgery is a very, very hard thing to do. 
just like knee surgery. Knees and hips are probably the worst thing that you can have surgery on as a hockey player. And Sagan has done that. I mean, what's made him so much more dominant this season other than just having Matt Duchesne on his line? I, I really think it is just he's outworking people. I mean, it, it's like having um, Delhi up there, but Sagan has a lot more skill than Delhi does. That, that's really what it is. If Delhi had more skill, he would be a second liner easily. Agreed, 100%. Um, I got to give Ardell some credit over here. The second comment of the night. Tyler Sagan is good at hockey. The Sagan again it continues. I like it. I like it. That's that's probably the best thing I've heard. We had the Benissons last year, and now we've got the Sagan again. That's kind of hard to say, but it makes it makes a lot of sense, and I love it. So I uh, got to give Ardell some credit there. We should make that go uh, go viral on, on, I almost said Twitter. It's not Twitter anymore. On X, but Twitter. social media. Twitter, right. Yeah. Stop lying to yourself. It's Twitter. Stop lying to myself. Okay. All right. Um, let's get into some time on ice stuff here tonight, James, because again, it's just really interesting to take a look at this team, how they're doing, and without Miro, see where all the stuff is going. Um anything on the defensive side and the decor that you really noticed tonight that you'd like to comment on? Um not particularly. Where you see the time on ice be weird tonight is that uh, Lundqvist only ends up with 16 minutes. That's because we took six penalties. Uh, <laughs> I was about he to doesn't say. play he on doesn't... the penalty kill. Exactly. So, and also, I mean, Lindell and Hockenpah had a really good night too. And that's what you have to have when you're talking about the Stars being very good defensively. You're going to see those two players be good. I mean, if they're not good... The, the other team's going to get interior on us. Right. And looking at the time on ice here tonight, guys, uh, obviously Hawk and Pond and Lindell are going to be up there because they have to be. Those guys are just monsters. They both have almost eight minutes of penalty kill time. That is crazy. That's absolutely That's insane. And the fact that we can rely on them that much on the, on the penalty kill. So, but... I specifically wanted to talk about the decor tonight because I thought they all looked really good tonight. They they really stuck it up in the second and third period, stuck up for their young netminder in Matt Murray, and they all made really good plays. I, I there wasn't like there was a couple of instances where th they had some issues getting out of their own zone. But here's a third thing I talked about last night that I that needed to happen. And they did it. The forwards really came down tonight and were an extra layer of defense down deep in the corners to help the defense get out of their own zone. That and was huge tonight. Absolutely huge. And I think that goes unnoticed a little bit. Yeah. And some of that might just because be because of the adjusting period that they had to do with that. I mean, you talk about they had one game without Mira Haskin and, and they it really did change that drastically. They had to be back there. And Maybe it just takes a game for them to finally get back there and just be there the whole game. I mean, they they did a great job. I thought the early in the first, they still looked a little rough with it, but Duchesne being back to stop the slam dunk that was going in is pretty big example of them already being back in the zone. And also it helps when you have a, a person who's playing their fourth NHL game in that and 
you want to try to help them out a little bit. So mm -hmm. maybe there's some of that there too, but they, they really did. They had a great defensive game overall for the forwards and defense on tonight. Harley with 23-10, Hockenpah with 22-40, Lindell with 22-11, Suter with 18-14, Lundquist with 16-23, and Hanley down there with 15-54. So it's not like, and Hanley has actually stepped up too. I, I, we need, we should mention that a little bit. He's not used to playing uh, that amount of ice time. Normally he's down there around 10, give or take two minutes. So Everyone's really stepping up. Now, the, the, here's one thing I, I kind of need to, to defend a little bit because uh, someone on Twitter, uh, I did it again. Someone on X uh, kind of called me out on it on the uh, Sarcastic Remarks X page. But I mentioned something about Ryan Suter. And I what my thought process there was the fact that Ryan Suter, as much crap as we give him, maybe we need to lay it off a lot more because the guy has played over 1,400 NHL games. He deserves to have an ounce of respect for what he does. Now, we have criticized him a lot. We have absolutely criticized him a lot, and a lot of that is justified, in my opinion. But if we're going to criticize a player when he's doing really bad, we also have to praise him for when he's doing really well. And one of the things I noticed was the fact that when something goes really bad in the decor or when he's like, we really need someone to step up. He has been one of the ones that has stepped up. And the two instances I was thinking about was first off in the playoffs last season at the very beginning of the playoffs, especially in the Minnesota series, he absolutely stepped it up and he was fantastic absolutely fantastic in the games that he played against the Minnesota wild. Now he got, he, he got a little bit rougher as he went along, but again, you praise a guy for when he's doing really well. And then with Miro going down with an injury, he is absolutely stepping up right at the right moment when we need him to. So now, now the, the frustrating thing and is, is that he just can't keep that same level. And I think that just has to do with age. He, he, he just, he doesn't have the same energy and the same ability that he used to, but he can step up when we really need it. And that that's really where the veteran presence comes in in the NHL nowadays. I mean, it feels like all these older dudes tend to have another level that they can all go to. And some of the, some of the younger players, some of the rookies don't have that. They have what they are doing now. And there's not another level that they have. They're just playing, playing, playing. And it feels like sometimes these, more veteran people, they they understand the urgency when it comes to them. I mean, your top defenseman goes down, and really the second the second spot's wide open. I mean, call call it Harley's if you want to, but like it is, it's really anyone's. And Suter has stepped up really well and played well defensively. Now he's still not playing the puck well. We don't expect him to do that though. He's, but he's playing good defensively. He's breaking up plays. He's breaking up passes that go across the ice. And that's exactly what we need from him. And really what made me think about praising him was the fact that there were, there was one instance in the third, in the first period, excuse me, towards the end of it in the, the last quarter, like the last five minutes or so where he made like three defensive plays back to back to back. And I was just like, that's ridiculous, man. I mean, like really when we need it and especially when we're not playing well in the first period, 
and we're not doing our young goalie, our number three, you know, fourth NHL game goalie, a lot of favors. He would, he really stepped it up. So, um, one more thing and then we'll do biggest winner, biggest loser, or if you have anything else, but one of the things that I think got the stars going offensively tonight was the third and fourth lines. I really, really, really enjoyed the way that they played in the game here tonight. They took it to the Minnesota wild. The wild really kind of went after us in the first period, especially with the way they play. Uh, hashtag grit first. <laughs> and the third and fourth line responded. They responded with the way that they played. And I love to see the way that they cycled in the uh, offensive zone, especially in the second period. And I really feel like that the way that those two lines got it going did get Duchesne's line and even Pavelski's line going as the game went along. And they kind of just rode the coattails of the third and fourth line tonight. Thoughts? Yeah. Uh, your your third and fourth line have to be the best in the game when you're talking about their best player on the other side is out. There there are entries on the Minnesota side on in forward positions that cause them cause them to have players play up in their lineup, and that's gonna make the bottom half weaker. And that's where you should always look more dominant with this stars team. I mean. If the if the other team has injured forwards, we should always be winning it on the third and fourth line. And it, there really isn't much excuse if they don't. Agreed. Agreed. We have we have a very solid forward depth on this team, and thankfully we didn't really need it tonight. That was the crazy thing. Is yeah, we scored four goals, but we didn't really need it the tonight. The way that they played, the style of hockey that they played here tonight. Anything that I did not mention that you would like to mention, James? Um, Fox scored another shorthanded goal against the Wild. That's kind of funny. Yeah, that is true. It's, it's like the only team he can score against is the Minnesota Wild on the on I'm the okay penalty kill. Right, I am okay I'm with okay. that too. And you know what's funny? Chris ain't even here to acknowledge and praise Roddick Fox, the so offensive sad. threat that he is. Okay, biggest winner, biggest loser tonight, and then we'll wrap it up here. Uh, James, who have you got for both of those? Um, my biggest winner is the refs tonight. You know, they just given <laughs> given us the game. You know, nice easy tee up for us. Uh, penalties were only six to two against us. You know, and, and we won the special teams battle three to nothing. So it's all the refs' fault. Uh, congratulations. I'm going to give my biggest winner to Matt Murray here tonight. Um, he deserves it. The The guy had been riding the bench for two and a half weeks now. He's probably going to get sent back here very, very soon within the next week. And I don't know if he's going to see the net again, but this, this, this was really nice of Pete DeBoer to even allow him to get into the net. Let's be honest. Cause there wasn't a whole lot of faith in him. And now at least I know it's it's very short. It's a very short like time period in just one game. But you got to feel good about this about his progress going forward in the AHL because that game is just the way he played yeah, it tonight was, was excellent. It was it was well played, and we we might see Otter back sooner than we thought because he actually went on the road trip with the team, which means that he is very close. Mm-hmm. 
So the second that Otter comes back, unfortunately, he is going to go back down to the AHL. Whether it's his fault or not, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Agreed. All right. Biggest loser tonight. Who have you got? Um, Minnesota Wild fans. Can't blame that <laughs> one on the refs, can you? Agreed. I mean, how, it's, really, it's really just Minnesota's special team. So how are you that bad? I don't understand. How can you be so bad at both sides of the special teams? I mean, they're 28th in penalty kill, too. And again, we score on them tonight with our limited. We have, okay. We have 10 special team goals against the Minnesota Wild. And we've only scored 12 goals against them this year. <laughs> we've scored two goals even strength. Stat of the night. Stat of the night. Seriously. That's amazing. Absolutely amazing. I, I will double down on that. It, the Minnesota Wild fan base. I, I, I love to hate this fan base. I absolutely love to hate this fan base and how whiny they are. It's all the best fault. And, and, and like even I know that we make fun of the the Nashville Peacats and the Predators and stuff like that. I hate their team but though. I I have more hate for the Minnesota Wild fan base than any team than any fan base that I can think of. Like more than the Philadelphia Eagles, more than the Redskins, uh more than the the Astros, there's there's not another team across sports that I despise more than the Minnesota Wild fan base, just because they 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 whine about you had six power plays and you're gonna complain about us diving. I'm, I'll admit it was that they they were selling it very much so, but still, you're gonna sit there and complain about that and you're not gonna look at your own team and say why aren't you scoring goals? Yeah, I they mean, weren't even calling them. I mean, they, they called two tonight. What do you want? They called eight and, last and time. And we didn't even have four full minutes. We didn't. We, like, I mean, I mean, seriously. Like, I I, I don't it's I don't get funny. it. It's just funny at this point, honestly. I mean, it, it's it's sad how bad their special teams are. And and they can change the coach as many times as they want. That team is not good. It's not. And they're not going to be good for a few years now. It's going to be really tough for them to stay competitive. Other quote of the night, uh, Razor said, John Hines is living Dean Evison's nightmare. I loved it. Razor is so good. He, it was, it, we're, we're, we're so separated, A month separated between these two teams playing against each other, and the same thing happens with two different coaches. <laughs> and two different goalies. Yeah, I, I don't know <laughs> what you want. Yeah, I, I mean, like seriously, I I don't I don't get bad. it. Fuck it up. You know, and the the college football playoff national championship game was tonight, and I, I still don't even know who won. I, I was gonna keep tabs on it during the Stars game, but I, I didn't even pay attention because I was enjoying the cries and the misery and the tears of the Minnesota fan base. So I'll leave it at that. James, you got anything else here for us tonight? I mean, it was a really, really empty arena there at the end. Agreed. I'm going to leave you with a uh, just a picture because it's hilarious and I love it. And 
we got to mention it. State of Texas hockey. Absolutely. Admin Dallas Stars with the win. Absolutely. Nice. <laughs> oh, man. I, I got to love it. And I, I love to hate them. Okay, guys. Any Anything else, James? Nope. Nope. Chris is going to be really upset that uh, that he missed this, but he has a good reason. He was his wife, uh, his wife's birthday was tonight, so he has a very good reason. Guys. Happy so don't, birthday, don't Ellie! Happy birthday, Ellie! We love you. Thank you to all of you who have been listening and watching us live. There are more of you who are listening afterwards. We appreciate everything that you guys do. We really do. We don't take uh, we don't take this for granted at all. If you liked anything you've heard here tonight, please consider leaving a five star review anywhere. You listen to your podcast. Thank you to DraftKings Sportsbook for being our sponsor. Once again, use that promo code THBN. Go and check out StarcasticRemarks.com and also StarcasticRemarksShop.com for our merch options. That's the best way to support the work that we do here. Along with James, my name is Ryan. We will catch you guys on the flip side, and we hope you guys have a good, fantastic morning, afternoon, evening. Whenever you guys are listening, James, please do us a favor and take us out. GG boys.